Hi, everyone. You might hate this episode, and that's okay. Keep listening, and especially if this one rubs you the wrong way, listen to the follow-up episode we released on this same topic. Welcome to the Indigo Podcast, an exploration of human flourishing at work and beyond. I'm Ben Barron of Indigo Anchor and Cleveland State University. And I'm Chris Everett of Indigo Anchor. For more information, please visit us at www.indigopodcast.com. So here's a clip from the most popular podcaster pretty much in the world. Here's the thing. Any medication, again, I'm not a doctor, I'm a f- moron and i'm a cage fighting commentator who's a dirty stand-up comedian who just told you i'm drunk most of the time (laughs) and i do testosterone and i smoke a lot of weed but i'm not a respected source of information even for me if i say things i'm always going check on that jamie i don't know if that's true right i I do that all the time right but i at least try to be honest about what i'm saying or what you feel yes yeah that's joe rogan folks God, can you believe it? It's it's <laughs> wild, right? It's interesting. It's very interesting. So today we're going to talk about Joe Rogan, right? And I think it's important for us to to kind of talk about who he is and and the latest controversy around him. But you know, we're just going to go back and forth and and discuss him and discuss what's going on with uh with Joe Rogan. So. First of all, I think, you know, not everybody is going to know who Joe Rogan is, who listens to our podcast, perhaps, because our podcast listeners are only the most erudite of erudite <laughs> people. And uh, they, they <laughs> there's a, there's an SAT word for you. Um, so, of course, they don't know who Joe Rogan is. So who is Joe Rogan? Listen, I believe all, our, 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 our audience. Wait a minute. It, our audience is a lot of things, but liars they are not. So if you <laughs> if you don't know who, and this is just going to be for this week, week of uh, Wednesday, February the second, twenty twenty. If you don't know who Joe Rogan is, and you and you send us an email, I will mail you out the first five listeners that are honest. Right? I believe you. Um, a copy <laughs> of Stephen Rogelberg's book, The Surprising Science of Meetings, okay? Because <laughs> you, you deserve something good if you've missed this guy for a while. <laughs> so sorry, Ben. All Where right. were we? Where were we? <laughs> well, well, we're explaining who is Joe Rogan. Uh, you, you can take a crack at describing him, and then I'll fill in kind of how I see uh, Joe well, Rogan. Well, so I learned some stuff about Joe Rogan this week, actually. No, not like, what you learned about him. So who who is he? Just describe No, no, I learned he? about who he is. I okay. didn't know he hosted the Fear Factor. Oh, yeah. That's how I first came to know of him. Yeah. That Ben, mm-hmm. why are you watching that kind of trash television? It was and very engrossing. Like, what what no, is Fear Factor? I had I know, to go. <laughs> are you serious? No, it was like a decade and a half ago or so. Like It was a show where people go on and they do all this crazy stuff you know, jump off of things. And the worst ones were they would like where they would eat like really strange things like live earthworms and stuff. But anyway, the premise of the show was that you would do things that you were scared of. And then the people who overcame those and kind of beat out their competitors, uh, they won. Well, anyway, Joe Rogan, he hosted that show, uh, Fear Factor. He did a few other uh, TV things back in the day. He's also been very involved in the mixed martial arts scene. Uh, he still works for uh, UFC. He does, I think, some uh, announcing and so forth and, and calls the different fights and whatnot. 
Uh, That's he, where I started to hear about. Okay, and, and in the UFC stuff. And so he is—he's also, oh, I think probably the biggest—he's a comedian. So he he does stand-up comedy, um, and uh, you know he he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu himself. I think so. He's that's why he's probably fairly I mean, decent. Dude's at, in shape. Yeah. He's in shape. So I think, and I think he got more in shape recently. But yeah, so he's he's done all that stuff, and then. Uh, you know, a few years ago, uh, started podcasting and his podcast has just exploded. Right. So, uh, you know, one way to look at a podcast popularity, like, I don't know how many actual downloads he's getting every month. Cause I'm not in back and behind the scenes on what he's doing, but you know, uh, it's estimated that he has about an 11 million members in his podcast audience. Um, so maybe just a couple million more than the, the Indigo podcast. He has uh, 11.8 million subscribers on YouTube, right? And we actually saw an article in The Atlantic talking about Joe Rogan from about two years ago. And I believe at that time, they said that he had 6 million subscribers on YouTube. So he's doubled his popularity on YouTube, at least, his subscribers. Uh, and his list of people that he has had on his podcast as guests is rather long and it is a full spectrum of types of folks uh so you know that i guess that's a little bit about who joe rogan is um from kind of the things he does perspective there's a whole lot more that i'm sure we'll get into yeah and it's it's hard to tell so there's this atlantic article that i read and prepping for this we'll put it in the show notes but um they divided his guests into three groups um, comedians, he brings a lot of comedians on, right. which my buddy Tom that lives down the road from me, you know, said he loved his comedy. Like it's mm-hmm. pretty good. And that, you know, he will call people out for stealing other people's jokes. Like that's he, a he, big no, no in the world of comedy for right. sure. But, and, and he's like, yeah. he has a philosophical upper hand when it comes to the art of comedy. And apparently he's just above board in that section, uh, section, mm-hmm. So thanks for letting me know about that, Tom. But I don't... He started podcasting back when podcasting was kind of nascent and building up, right? So I don't know. Where were we? What were you yeah. saying about Well, Joe? who is Joe Rogan? That's I mean, that's who he is. Uh, oh, you know, the he, three groups. He has three yeah, groups. Three so he groups. has comedians he'll bring on. Mm-hmm. He'll bring fighters because he calls yep. fighting. And the guy can call an MMA-level match. Like, you can't believe it's riveting. You could listen to it on radio. That's how good he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so comedians, fighters, and the group, they just kind of called thinkers. This mm-hmm. is everybody from like... Good Elon- thinkers and bad thinkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thinkers. <laughs> the rest of the jack wagons. But like he's had legit... De- Jonathan Haidt, who wrote The Righteous Mind, has been a guest on his podcast. That right. is some seminal research into moral foundations theory. I mean, th- he gets... He could any. I would even say yes if Joe called me up. That never happened. But right, like well, he, he gets has, who he wants right, because he's so big. He has such a platform that if you get on that show, you're going to sell more of your books. You're going to get more subscribers to whatever you have. It's one of those things, right? And uh, that brings us to kind of you know what is this latest controversy involving Joe Rogan? Now, this is not the first time probably that he's been involved in some sort of of controversy but it has broiled to a a level that i think it hasn't been before uh so what's going on with joe and um 
What's the story? I don't know. Let me Google it real quick. No, I'm just seriously. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So the latest controversy, which I'm surprised that this one has as much brouhaha, because I think some of his earlier controversies were worse, is his vaccine stances. Yeah. Yeah, he has like this weird stance on vaccines where he he says that he was he was all set up to take the va- get the vaccine, but then it just didn't work out from his schedule wise. And then a variety of you know skepticism that he's he's talked about the COVID vaccine on his podcast and and so forth. Uh, and you know, due to that, and then other people who he has on his show who maybe he doesn't challenge when they say something that's um, not substantiated by by reality or whatever. Uh, has really gotten some people angry. And here's the backstory that other people should know, right? So about a year or two or so ago, I don't know exactly when, he signed a $100 million deal with Spotify. Now, some of our broadcast listeners might be listening to us via Spotify. At the time, Spotify was not huge in podcasting. They were mainly just for streaming music. They still stream music, but then they really want to get into podcasting and they said, hey, here's one way to do it. Let's get an exclusive with the big podcaster, Joe Rogan. 100 million bucks. He's in. He's doing that. And uh, now people are like, well, maybe this isn't <laughs> something that we want to be associated associated with. And by we, I'm talking about musicians and stuff. So Neil Young, if you all know who Neil Young is, Neil Young, uh, you know, of uh, uh, mainly a 70s type rocker, right? Um Good stuff there. Some some good songs, some not so good songs. But anyway, he said, hey, Spotify, it's either me or Joe Rogan. Uh, and, you know, he basically said, if you don't kick him off, I'm leaving. And then he just then Neil Young decided to leave. I think a handful of others have left Spotify. Uh, I think um, Brene Brown, who is um, she's a social work researcher. And a lot of people are probably familiar with her. Probably more more of our podcast listeners probably know who Brene Brown is than know who Joe Rogan is. But um, I think she has left Spotify because they're like, hey, I can't be associated with this. And part of the controversy, I think, is around what control a platform should or should not have over a person on that platform, what they say. He he does say some irresponsible stuff, and he's he has guests on who and it gives them a platform that I think is irresponsible. He has in the past. Um, so, the, but this controversy is, is really kind of bringing a lot of issues to the forefront. Well, the thing, the, the thing is, Ben, and all right, I'm going to get a little meta here. Spotify is a platform for audio, right? Right. And they do have some music videos and stuff, but it's pretty much a platform for audio. Joe Rogan is a platform. He's so big. Mm. He is a platform on top of a platform. And let me tell you why I think that matters. One, so there's a decision. Spotify's like, hey, listen, Apple's killing us on the podcast front. We want in. Let's just write a really big check. Mm -hmm. And they talk to Joe and they're like, hey, listen, we got to get rid of a few of your episodes. And Joe's like, for a hundred million bucks, I think it was 40 episodes, right? hundred million bucks. Sure. Heck, I'm drunk and high and just talking about stuff anyway. I don't even remember what's in those episodes, probably, mm-hmm. you know, and and so it's gone. But it was a big stink because a lot of people over one of his earlier controversies, which was calling the Sandy Hook school shooting massacre, 
he brought on at this guy named Alex Jones, who's a complete waste of a human individual. Somebody's going to send me hate mail for that. But he he is a bad dude who said that it was that was a government conspiracy to come take your guns. Right. Right. And so, like, that's the level. So, you know, you have a bunch of software developers that are saying, I don't want this guy on. I don't want to be in a company that brings this guy in. Right. So that's one level of the platform conversation. Should Spotify have written such a big check to somebody that does that? But then there's another layer. It's the Joe Rogan layer. And that's who he chooses to bring on. Right. It's a platform, Spotify. And when you have when you cross the 10 million listener episode, I mean, he is the biggest podcast in the world. He's a platform to himself. He has editorial choice about who he w- gets to bring. Oh, on. absolutely. Right. Right. But, and that, but let me tell you why I think that matters, Ben, is that is, it'd be one thing if he was putting the screws to these guys like, hey, Alex, you call this? There are parents grieving the loss of their kids that aren't alive anymore or right you know watching a interviewer who's prepared and really asking the tough questions is different than what joe does right so what joe does typically on his podcast so i've listened to a couple of his podcasts not many and the reason i don't listen to many of them is because you know i I don't really care to listen they're horrible well, yeah, I, I actually don't think they're that good, right? Sometimes you'll have an interesting person on and sometimes the clips, so you'll take a lot of the clips and put them on his YouTube channel, which sometimes those can be interesting. And, but, uh, you know, it's usually like two to three hours of just kind of back and forth rambling content where he's going back and forth, just having a really casual conversation with people. And the problem is when you have somebody on who has views that need to be challenged, Right. Or things that are completely outside of the mainstream and, you know, where a normal, I suppose, hard hitting journalist would ask the hard questions. Joe doesn't do that, at least not in what I've seen. And that that creates some issues. Now, you bring up Spotify. Right. So Spotify has this problem. I'm just going to recap a little bit of this from Spotify's perspective in the most recent news that I've found. And this comes from CNN Business. And this was just coming out today. And today, as of this recording, is February 2nd, uh, 2022. It says, Spotify CEO Daniel Eck addressed the controversy around comedian and podcast host Joe Rogan on Wednesday, saying that the company is, quote, trying to balance creative expression with the safety of our users, end quote. Quote again, of course, this is a very complicated issue, Eck said in the company's post-earnings call on Wednesday, but I'm really proud of the steps that we took following the concerns raised by the medical and scientific communities. Right. Okay. So now, here's the thing. Now, now, now you know the answer Wah, to this, Chris. What, 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 what did Spotify do? What did they do after, after Joni Mitchell and Neil Young said, we're pulling our music because we don't want to be on the same platform as Joe. Uh, Spotify did, they did do something. Well, they, they did the, the Facebook thing of, oh, we're only a platform, but we hear you. Yeah. But we, we hope Joni and Neil will come back. So they just said, Sorry you feel that way. Hope y'all come back. And then they said, we'll put an advisory thing. Right. This is like the parental advice. So, right, Ben, our yeah, generation. So what they said, they said, yeah. said fo- following the backlash, Spotify said it is adding a content advisory to any <laughs> podcast episode that includes discussion about COVID-19. The advisory will direct listeners to a COVID-19 hub that will include links to trusted sources, the company said. Okay, so that, that just seems This will so sell more super- records. 
this was the parental. If you had a rap or rock record, you would try to say some wordy dirds on your songs just so you could get that parental advisory because kids didn't want the records without the, you know, they want those stuff their parents don't want them to listen yeah, to. I mean, I don't know if this will actually <laughs> increase his, his audience, but it just seems to me as a kind of a, a they're, they're trying to thread this needle of, hey, we really want to keep Joe Rogan on here because everybody's listening to him. And at the same time, try to placate people who object to that and, as well as maybe try to stay, um, you know, at least at a superficial level, be able to say that they're staying firm or true to their values. I don't know. It, it's and what very... did Joe say? What did Joe say in response? I'm not sure you remember? what did Joe say. He was like, hey, listen, guys, I don't really even prepare for these episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, why is anyone listening to me anyway? This, right? is, this is like Willie Nelson. Do you know what his defense was about not paying taxes for all those years? I think I remember this one, but he, he's basically oh. said he was high for all that time. <laughs> and all if right. anybody could mount that defense, it would be Willie Nelson. But yeah. guys, that does not fly. That doesn't fly in adult society. Yeah. You're like, okay. I'm an adult. So, I'm responsible. So here's the thing. All right. So some of our listeners may not know who Joe Rogan is. Many of them may not listen to him. People may be wondering why, why, why should we even care? about Joe Rogan if I don't know who he is and why should I care what he does? He's just this, you know, he's a celebrity. He does this thing. He says stupid stuff sometimes. You know, what do you think? Why should we care about this? I'm mixed on this, Ben. I yeah. I, I, I don't have a settled thing on this. Now, just to give a scope, he's three to four times bigger the audience than the biggest talking head on New Rachel Maddow. Yeah. Um, uh, Tucker Carlson. That's how big Joe Rogan is. So everybody gets scandalized about what those numbskulls say on the television. He's 4X those guys. Right. But here's something we know from like a lot of different studies into social media and perception and all that kind of stuff is people don't believe everything they read or hear. Right. And so so here you've got a big, big audience. Now, I don't think you sh if anybody, this is a chance that anybody would believe misinformation. Well, I don't believe in putting out misinformation. So like, that's not a calculus, right? right. And, and so I have mixed reviews. Should we be scandalized? Well, I don't know. Like mm -hmm. on the one hand, it's good to know he wouldn't bring anybody with a small following on there, right? Like none of his guests will be like obscure, no names. Yeah. So, so in one way, it's a way to kind of know, like, what's going on out in the mm -hmm. world of Jack Wagonry? Yeah, well, I, I think we should care about what's going on from perhaps the standpoint of, you know, it's a reflection of society. It's a reflection of ourselves and the stuff that apparently a lot of people are valuing. And that it, it doesn't paint a great picture, right? It, it perhaps suggests that we should be caring about different things. And this is something you and I talk about a lot on this podcast, that we we really should be caring about the things that really matter in life. We should think that things like truth and honesty and decency should matter. The good guys should win. All of those kinds of things. But I don't know if those, you know, they probably don't have the same appeal that Joe Rogan does. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I think it's... But hit, I think, listen, let me throw something at you. His podcasts are like two to five hours long. 
right? And when we launched our podcast, how many people pushed back and said, whoa, an hour, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So what, what do you think? What do you think the kind of person that would listen to a two to five hour show? What, what's that format, Ben? Well, what do you think that is? I mean, I think it's, I guess, first of all, I don't know how many, like, I don't know the data on his podcast, how many people actually listen to the whole thing all the way through, or if they just catch pieces here and there, or if they mainly digest it in those uh, smaller clips on YouTube. But let's imagine that someone is listening for the whole time, start to finish. I think it would, there would need to be a, a an element of um, unpredictability where you were kind of like, well, what's going to happen next? Right. So you'd keep, yeah, but not, not the content. Right? What kind of person would digest a five hour episode? What are, what's that person doing or thinking? Yeah, I don't know. He's probably, this is my guess. You know, I like to listen to talk radio or something like that if I'm doing a big construction job. Or if I'm driving, if I'm driving sure. a long distance, right? Yeah, you might might put something on that takes a long time. Got to mow the lawn. You got to, you know, a back 40 to mow. Like, these are people, and I've talked to some people, they actually love that it's long form. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And, and so, and it's long form with really, let's be honest, interesting people. Uh, he does have interesting people on occasionally, right? And um, and he's funny. He's a comedian for God's right. sake. He is. He is funny. Uh, he and he kind of has this this part of his persona is he just says stuff. And I think a lot of us kind of wish that we could just go say stuff, but most of us probably have a little bit more of a, a compass um, in terms. Ben of wishes I had more <laughs> more of a compass, but <laughs> we're, we're we're working on you. We're working yeah. on it. <laughs> By the by the way, our podcast listeners should know that um, recently my son and I went to a Cleveland Monsters game, which is minor league hockey here in town. And That's as awesome. a as a gift to people, uh, you know, sometimes they give like little things when you come into an arena or a stadium. They're giving out Dave Grohl bobbleheads, and I'm showing it to to Chris right now over the video. And uh, I'm going to use this. So there's a great clip on YouTube. Maybe we should put this in the show notes of Dave Grohl talking about songwriting, saying, "Don't bore us. Get to the chorus." And so when I feel like Chris is rambling a little bit, I'm just going to hold up the Dave Grohl and we'll, we'll see if that helps. Gosh, Ben, like we're just showing them all how the sausage is made. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> By the way, we'll put that in the show notes, but there is a bad word in that YouTube video. So oh, don't click there? on it if oh. you care about. Yeah. Oh, boy. But, but so here's the thing, right? He's funny. It's long form. But, and, you know, we talk about, we want to talk about the important stuff. But I remember I grew up in both mainstream denominations and evangelical denominations. But when I got to the evangelical denominations, every Super Bowl Sunday, attendance would wane. And you, you could see the pastor looking out there and be like, oh, my God, my flock is, is eating hot wings and watching obtuse commercials with their friends and not getting God's word in their heart right now. And then invariably, I've had several sermons about it, about, you know, wait, I don't like to feel like that poor pastor <laughs> who no matter how many, like, I mean, dude, you're giving the sermon to the, you should give it the following Sunday when all those Super Bowl skip outs are actually in the pews. Don't give that sermon to the people that showed up. But I don't want to feel like, I'm reprimanding people for watching Joe Rogan because no. I mean, how, how, how do you 
Not everybody believes everything they hear and read. He is an entertaining, funny guy. So, you know, only a few people, I see him moving your arm. I'm like, shoot, is he getting the Grohl statue again? (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, I know, and you got to sit still, Ben, because I think you're reaching for the statue. (laughs) I don't know how to think about the impact of Joe Rogan on his negative impacts. Yeah, so it's I think I think okay. Um I kind of see where you're going there. I think you know, it, so I guess the que- the question perhaps is, okay, out of the maybe 11 million people listening to Joe Rogan, if he says something anti-vaccine, how many of them are actually going to reduce their inclination to get the vaccine or perhaps some other view, you know, are they going to actually adopt it? And that'd be a very hard thing to tell, right? Be a, that's that's a, that's an empirical question, but it'd be a very hard one to investigate. Um, but I think it is interesting, and maybe we can move to this now to think about, okay, well, why why is Joe Rogan popular, right? So we're saying that he, you know, he has these kind of rambly podcasts. Uh, you know, he has interesting people on. We've said, you know, he's funny. Um, but why why what explains the popularity, do you think? Well, I mean, I don't know, because some people are saying, like, I don't know if his audience is primarily dudes, right? Because I was talking to my wife about this, and she said, oh, yeah, I, I would listen to him occasionally. And I was surprised. And I said, well, well how? Why? Like, Because she doesn't watch MMA stuff. She's mm-hmm. not into the comedian stuff. She's like, well, I just saw that he was the number one podcast. So I thought the number one podcast would surely be valuable. <laughs> not, not a... Actually, not... It's plausible. <laughs> it's yeah. plausible. And... Um, had a, a Tom down the street, same guy. He said, well, I knew he was a comedian. I'd listen to him. I appreciated that he did long form. Right. But after 10 or 12 episodes, I was like, wait a minute, what's with this content? And he dumped them. Yeah. So, you know, some of it, some of his popularity is self reinforcing, you know, success, success begets. If you sure. can be number one for a week, you're going to be in the top 40 for 10 weeks as a songwriter or something. Right. So, I mean, he already was popular when he started his podcast. He already had a platform from various other ventures and things he had done in his life. Uh, So, you know, that kind of helped him launch. You know, he, I think part of the appeal of Joe Rogan, perhaps to some people is, as we mentioned, you know, he, he says things that maybe some of us wish we, had that own freedom of speech. You know, we didn't have that filter. He just kind of says stuff. Uh, so there's kind of that shock value and he's funny when he does it. Um, you know, he, he also, I think seems at least from the interactions that he has with his, his guests, he seems likable and, and kind of an, you know, interesting, funny guy. Um, but what's interesting then to think about is why might someone, this goes back to that question of do people actually change their behavior based upon, perhaps bad information that he's putting out there. Do they and would they find Joe Rogan credible on topics that are outside of his domain of expertise? Like I would trust him if he said something that was related to fighting or the art of comedy, right? Those types of things. We, You and I trusted him in terms of choice of microphones to record podcasts. Remember when we were starting this podcast, we were like, well, what does Joe Rogan use? Okay, we'll do And that worked, right? But why might they find him credible on this other stuff? And I think it it kind of goes to this, you know, where if we think about where power comes from, 
the sources of power that we have. There are a handful of, of sources of power. One of them is, you know, if someone is an expert, if they're a deep expert on something, we tend to, uh, you know, see them as more powerful. We tend to be more influenced by them. So power's one. If someone has legitimate authority, like that's one reason why we might be influenced by them too. If they're our, like our boss and they could legitimately, you know, they have that control over us. If they have, if they can reward us with stuff, if they can punish us, right? But Joe doesn't have any of that. None of those are his sources of power. What his source of power is, it's what we call referent power. It's like people kind of identify with him and are like, yeah, he's kind of cool. I wouldn't mind kind of being like him in these certain types of ways or whatever. And so I think that's kind of how people you know, why they like him. And perhaps, you know, we like to kind of believe things that are said by people whom we like. Uh, so it's this kind of interesting psychological thing that I think happens. Um, but, but here's where I think it's problematic. It's that Joe Rogan himself should be more responsible in his own behavior. Right. Well, I, but I think that might turn people off. Like, oh, of course that, it would. I, I, I'm not, I'm not talking about his, what he, calculus he's making for his own popularity. Like if right? it's important, COVID is important. Not making people who are grieving, not giving a platform to somebody who would say it's a conspiracy theory that their kid is dead. Right. Like that is just beyond. Matter of fact, I, if he had stood up and said, you know what, get out of my studio, you piece of garbage you know or something okay okay that that episode would be fine but he he's really friendly to those guys but you know i really tried to steal man or play devil's advocate of how you know is it that bad does everybody believe everything joe says does it and i don't think so because the smart people i know said yeah i checked him out and then i bounced after a few episodes because it's stupid it's a brain rot yep but so then what's that leave all the brain rot zombies listening to him. And what's interesting is watching, okay, right? Donald Trump. Vaccine was developed under his his tenure in office. Mm -hmm. And when he went out to some of these public events, he said, guys, go get vaccinated. And they booed him. Right. And so everybody in the media and like a lot of people on the left said he's the Pied Piper, whatever he says, the right's going to eat up. And that just wasn't true. Mm-hmm. He, he could not get his followers to go get vaccinated. Right. And so. I don't think Joe Rogan. So, yes, he has a huge platform. The smart people leaves that leaves the Joe numbskulls and the couple people that just discover them before they hit a bad episode. It leaves the numbskulls behind. But I don't think he has carte blanche control over the numbskulls. So as long as, as as long as he brings and this is why I kind of slide against Joe Rogan. Um, not only does he make moral morally poor decisions under the guise of, hey, I'm just telling the story like it is or free speech. He amplifies a piece of the puzzle that keeps people going after garbage, fake, false, conspiracy, nutbaggery that's out there. He right. so he may not be able to turn the he may not be able to turn the ship, but he definitely stokes the coals. And mm-hmm. that's why I'm just like, this guy is bad for the US. And what is he doing it? 
let's just look at his motivations, right? I've got thousands of episodes, $100 million, you want to delete 40, it's fine. Mm-hmm. They have quotes of him telling people, hey, it's Spotify, we can say whatever we want. I'm drunk and high, I don't even do research before I start. He will bring anybody with a platform on or a big enough audience and capture some of those guys. But the remaindermen, so to speak, the people that are there, are it creates a community for a bunch of detritus. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there are a number of questions that one could ask about this whole thing with, with Joe Rogan and with Spotify. You know, what is the role of a platform in these situations? What even is a platform? You could argue, you know, what does it mean for, uh, you know, someone to get canceled, like the whole cancel culture stuff? Um, and Everybody who's ever been has. canceled, I still um, get to hear about them. Yeah, so... <laughs> so they're not even canceled. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there are a lot of ways to think about cancel culture. I think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the way that you're thinking about it, right, that's, in, that's funny. Um, I think, you know, the other piece, though, is do we want to support and do we want to have more or less of people out there who are appealing to the worst parts of humanity in some instances? And I think that's, I mean, it's, it's junk food <laughs> This is, is a lot of what he's serving. And I, I just, that's, that's what turns me off. And I, I think um, the lack of responsibility that he takes for his own content, for the guests that he chooses to have uh, is that is problematic and, you know, whether or not that gets sorted out by Spotify and the, the market in some, some way we will see. Um, but I do think that we as people should be aware that that's, that that's what's going on and perhaps try to fill our minds with things that are better. Yeah. If, if I'm talking to the Spotify board of directors or whatever that like, to, and if I'm talking to that CEO as a member of the board, I'm like, you spent a hundred million dollars for this. What? What did the second most popular podcast? Yeah. What did that look well, like? I mean, but, but the thing is, is like, I don't think as a platform necessarily, you're looking at the content of what you're bringing on more than you're looking at. Oh, this brings me this many listeners. This brings me these types of advertisers. And that's probably that. I mean, that was a strategic choice that they made. Yeah. as short sighted one. Right. You know, you can make a lot. How many people would recommend, hey, son, you know, Pornhub makes a lot of money. Why don't you start a business like that when you grow up? Hmm. Nobody. Hope not. And like that's because you're like, come on. Yeah. So it's like, what were you thinking? Moral choices matter. And and some of this stuff. I don't know. Here's another piece I was thinking about with Joe is we see in real time what I would call layman's rules of life, right? Where somebody will say, um, here's one, free speech. And I had, I, I surveyed some of my friends by text. I think free speech should be absolute. Mm. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. I say, well, okay, well, what if I make a convincing website and say, you know, this person was a realtor and I say, you're a murderer. You could sue me for libel and slander, right? And they're like, well, oh, what? I mean, do you think we should get rid of libel and slander laws? What if I'm so big that I can squash you? I have a million followers so that anybody that wants to come to your town and use you as a realtor would be like, oh my God, mm -hmm. is this realtor a murderer? 
right? Oh, oh, well, I guess not. But then that, then that wouldn't be free speech, would it? And that is like a, now a lot of people don't spend time thinking about this stuff. I remember my hermeneutics professor when I was in theology school in undergrad said, listen, people have to work. They have kids. They try to watch a little bit of trash TV, go to bed and work again the next day. They don't have time to research the nuances of a better philosophical art. So that's why they hired you, the pastor, to go help them and guide them and provide some cliff notes. And, 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 but at the end of the day, anybody with kid knows sometimes you get to the end of that day and be like, oh my God, everybody's alive. I'll take it. Maybe it's a C minus for the day, but I'll take it. We'll go to bed and try again tomorrow. And a lot of people have that. So they don't. So when, what I see Joe Rogan do in his episodes is he brings that layman kind of thing. I'm going to do my own research with Google. And he'll do it real time in his stuff. But you can, the way he's researching stuff is bad. It's not somebody that knows how to deal with peer-reviewed literature. All right. Right. Yeah. So Joe Rogan is an interesting character. He is certainly a, um, you know, a popular character. And this controversy that he's going through right now, I think perhaps has the, the potential to, uh, to shape, you know, how we think about um, all of these considerations around what, what platforms put out there and so forth. I have heard some people say, oh, people are just trying to cancel Joe Rogan and, and so forth. I'm not buying that argument, really. Um, Actually, you know. <laughs> some people like that he's on Spotify because if he was on another platform, he'd have a bigger reach. Mm. So Spotify, you're like some people I are mean, like kicking fire on your business model here. It, Joe lost a lot of people when he brought it under the Spotify only hood. Right. And I don't know if Spotify know. is going to realize the return on that investment. And but and other people that just hate him and think he's it's like, man, that's fine. He's on Spotify. Ain't nobody listening to podcasts on that platform. Yeah. And to be yeah. fair, we have next to zero listeners on Spotify. We're listed there because we list everywhere. Yeah. But, we're mainly Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah. But yeah. So all right. So let's try to pull this thing together and wrap it in a bow. What, what do we think listeners should take away from this? What are why should they care? What do you think? Well, I think they should care because they should know about the media landscape, yeah. right? You need to know what's out there. And it's about encouraging the better stuff, you know? Like, Ben, what, it's like if we had to say, like, Joe Rogan was a giant cancer, what would it take to stop him, Ben? If we all decided we want to stop Joe Rogan today, what would have to happen? <laughs> Well, I mean, it could go, it could happen in a couple of different no, ways. Legally, but, that would legally, legally stop Joe Rogan. Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody would have to stop listening to him. Right. Yeah. Have so to, no, nobody go try to run Joe Rogan <laughs> off, over with your Vespa or something. Right. No, okay. Of course not. Yeah. I mean, people would just have to stop listening to him, stop giving him, you know, that giving him the platform because these platforms don't just happen. I mean, people provide that by listening, by tuning in, by sharing, all of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I, I think that's probably what it would take. I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know. I, do, does he provide an amusing feature of society that's, that's tolerable? I don't know. I think net, he, I, I would say he's a net negative. 
for the for the world uh at least yeah trending podcast. down right at least his podcast <laughs> like because of the irresponsibility that he has with regard to guest selection and how he treats uh important topics and i think you could have any guests on there but it's the way you conduct that interview and that's yeah. his responsibility well right yeah, so maybe. it's like guest selection right. fine anybody but then you have a responsibility to handle that guest well right yeah i mean there, there are i think i think there are certain people that you would not want to even give the the platform to. I mean, you and I have had this conversation with a guest for our podcast. There have been people who were like, eh, I don't think so, right? But, well, our stuff's easy. Anybody, we turn down everybody pretty <laughs> we, much. There have been yeah. like two people we've had that were like, okay. Yeah, I think that's literally true. I think we we proactively go out to get our guests. We don't, it doesn't happen the other way around, usually. Now, yeah. if you're if you're an awesome person, you know, feel free it's to still hit us up. Still but... hit us up for sure. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that was interesting to me as I was talking to my buddy Ramirez that lives in Alabama, we used to be in a military unit together. He said, you know, back in the day, you'd have to face a little bit of embarrassment or social stigma if you're at the checkout at the grocery and you reach over and you bring down the National Enquirer and kind of put that between your milk and eggs, right? You know, <laughs> you know, even even the pimpled faced teenager there who doesn't know anything's going to look at you like really guy <laughs> national Enquirer. like right. he doesn't know anything he's making minimum wage and he's judging you right there used to be some social stigma but now that we have the web everybody that's curious about that can just click away with no judgment right yeah. and we see this where do we see this on the little ads that are the little click everything. Yeah. It's like they'll have somebody about what happened to this TV star from the seventies. And they're in like some revealing shirt or something, or Obama's going to give you a free cell phone and a $400,000 house for $12 a month. And it has a dancing person there. Right. Right. Highly educated singles in your zip code. Right. <laughs> I don't know what you're surfing on the web, Ben, that you get those ads. I, now I'm just busted. I, everybody gets those ads, right? So those ads are the tabloid fodder. And there's something yeah. in the human psyche that just kind of is like, uh, I'm going to click that, right? And gosh, it, it's bad. So now, now we have just basically trash entertainment from somebody who acknowledges, I don't even do, do prep, from somebody through countless episodes shows that they lack the very fundamental pieces of how to think and parse information. Why would you waste your time? Why? And, and second piece on that, right, is we did that episode where we talked about media images, like the Facebook data about Instagram and stuff is making people depressed, right? Way back in the day, right? Magazines, Cosmo, Red Book, I don't know. All those ma people say these magazines create unrealistic expectations for women. But now the magazines are pretty much gone. They're trash. They, I mean, they have like some kind of web footprint, but whatever. Now you see people on Instagram creating that whole jealousy porn genre for themselves. Now who are you going to blame? And yeah. so to your point, Ben, Joe Rogan is a mirror of who we are or some people in our society are, i.e. enough to make him the most popular podcast in the world. Right. And right. so 
And we don't get better content until we stop washing trash. You just won't. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing that I, I would suggest if I were saying to one of my kids or something, here's what you should be thinking about Joe Rogan. It would be, hey, look, you need to be careful and evaluate what you're listening to, evaluate what you're watching. And there are better ways probably to spend your time, better sources of information. Now, if you're looking for a laugh, you know, maybe a comedian's the place to, or the person to listen to, but probably not when you're looking for information about how to live your life or about how to uh, take care of yourself or about how to treat other people necessarily. And you, the stuff you fill your mind with, you only have some, you know, we talked about, hey, I'm so busy, I'm working. By the time I get home, I'm going to watch like 10, I'm going to fall asleep in front of the TV and then hope to God I make it through this week the next day. Well, why would you take your limited hours and invest it on this guy? Oh, my God. And if we have any other listeners that think, yeah, dude, this is why, I'd love to hear from you. I may even call you up, you know? Like, why would somebody go with Joe Rogan? And it's like, I don't know. Like, if you have somebody, in your, if you, have somebody you care for in your life, Who's a Joe Rogan fan? <laughs> How do you stage an intervention? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. And I, I'm not even sure you need to. But, you know, today we have talked here on the Indigo podcast about a different podcast, which is the Joe Rogan experience. And I think it's an important topic, topic for us all to be aware of, especially when it comes to thinking about the media landscape and how we consume all of the information that's out there. Thanks for listening to the Indigo Podcast. If you like this podcast, please consider helping us by rating us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, telling your friends about us, having us on your podcast, or mentioning us on social media. Our website is www.indigopodcast.com, where you can access more information about us and this episode. Thanks again, and we look forward to talking with you again soon.